0: Thank you. Body Musings podcast this is your host Madeline Moon and I'm coming at you live live not really because I recorded it in advance but I always want to say that I am coming to you live from my airstream in upstate New York where I am sitting by a papillon dog and we are going to be talking about I think relationships today we're gonna see I have a few things on my mind so we'll see where this goes uh, so, I'm gonna catch you up first on some some energies and some things that have been happening, some downloads, what I'm experiencing, feeling, um, and hopefully that coming from that place will serve you. So it's an interesting thing. I am an introvert. I don't know if y'all know that, but I am definitely an introvert. And I've been living now in this space with other folks for a while. And it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. And I've been to a lot of places. I've been to Germany and to, to Paris and to Cambodia and Thailand and Vietnam. And those are all incredibly beautiful places. I am not saying that they are not, but there is something incredibly potent and special about this spot that I am in, in upstate New York, by a lake, And massive amounts of greenery and woods. And literally every morning I wake up and I see bees making love to flowers. And hummingbirds sucking out the juice. And foxes. And there was a bear here. And raccoons. And there's so much magic. And y'all, I do not miss Brooklyn at all. I really don't. I loved my year in Brooklyn. And it served me so well. And there's still something... Around the acting space, I'm unsure of what is happening because I found a massive love for acting. Unfortunately, I am only two hours away from New York City, so I can go there at any point to act if I want, but living-wise, I've realized from getting out of that space that it's so much healthier for me to be in nature. And what's really fascinating, if you followed me on Instagram, I talked about this in February saying, if I'm meant to move because I feel like I am, I'm going to let it happen on its own. I'm not going to do a thing. And I said that over and over and over every day. I said that to my girlfriends. I said that on Instagram when I talked about where I was at mentally, emotionally saying, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here in New York City, but I also don't want to do the traditional method that I normally do of taking action immediately which is what I do. That's how I tend to move and groove is take action immediately. So um, I decided I wasn't going to do that. And lo and behold, I found myself coming here. But I, I only brought one small suitcase again. My, my boyfriend, Mike, had said, I'm going to bring you up here to this area where I'm in community with other people. And we've got an Airstream so you have space to yourself. And I said, cool. I didn't really ask questions about... Um, how long <laughs> i just said cool what date can you pick me up and he said friday and i said great so i packed my bag with what i would what i thought at the time i was going to be here for 2 weeks and this is a part of that feminine of okay sure yeah pick me up and not questioning diving deep worrying getting all the logistics i'm not saying this is always the smartest move but i am saying if you struggle with saying sure okay and being led especially when it's with someone who's already proven themselves to be trustworthy of leading you right so that's really important they are someone that has proven themselves as trustworthy to lead you and additionally you know you are always leading yourself first and foremost you've got you this is a an invitation to you is notice how many times you are invited to make plans? You know, it's not like we're going to many places right now. There's still some opening happening with you know, salons and shops and, and people and places and, and things to go with the quarantine ending. But notice moving forward how often you feel your heart space tighten around a plan. So you are invited somewhere and immediately all the questions come flooding in. How long? Where are we going? What time? My invitation to you as a way to step more into your feminine is to say, sure, sounds good, and to let it unfold from there. And again, you do this with someone who has proven themselves to be trustworthy, someone that has the capacity to hold plans. And that doesn't mean that you are powerless, right? There is a difference between surrendering from resignation and surrendering from deep trust, quote, Richard Redd. I love this quote. I heard it yesterday and I was like, wow, this is so perfect. So there's a difference between I am trusting, I am following, um, I am allowing myself to be led in this one uh, energy while that's still being encompassed by a bigger energy that you know you've got you no matter what. It's where two things are happening simultaneously. I am choosing to go with the flow and being led Because magic comes from that space of deep surrender from trust. And I am powerless, so I'm going to say yes, and I have no idea how to make plans. And uh, it's too overwhelming for me to make plans, so I'm just going to say yes and go with the flow because I have no other choice and I'm not empowered. There's a massive difference, as you can see. And I trust that many of you listening to this are doing your deep work to have yourself hold yourself no matter what. And that's the next level of saying yes and having a deep trust. That's why I was able to do this. That's why I was able to end up here, now living here in an airstream uh, surrounded by amazing people And my partner, again, like even having a boyfriend, like that's also from this this deep state of of trust and knowing that no matter what happens, I'm not asking for promises. I'm not looking for a promise from my partner that we're going to be together forever. And I also ask the same from him that we're not making these promises of I'm yours forever. And we might be, but we might not. And that is a very real part of life of not knowing the future and anything other than that of pretending to know the future and making these promises is buying into a false sense of security it is a band-aid and it's not it's not making space for truth because truth in any moment could ask something new and that's deeply scary and that's why we ask For these promises from people we love of finality, together forever, it's always going to be this way. Let's never change. And then we freak out whenever there's any measurement of closure or there's a fight because the fight then means, oh my gosh, maybe that promise was a lie. Maybe that promise of being together forever isn't real because they're showing signs of fear about this relationship. When we make these promises of together forever or it's always going to be this way, or we plan, 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 plan with white knuckles, we, I say we, uh, people typically freak out at any sign of closure or withdrawing because that is the opposite of that promise. The promise is saying we're together forever, so why are you withdrawing? Oh no, now I need to freak out, back up, and close my own heart. That's typically the storyline of that. What if you viewed your life as this, as the idea that time doesn't exist because it really doesn't. It's a man-made construct to make us feel safe and also to make life pretty practical so we know when to be where at what time. And what if you let go of the idea of anything being final and you lived your life on a moment to moment basis? Right now I feel open. I feel scared, um, but I'm here and I don't know where I'll be tomorrow, we'll see. And then tomorrow, when tomorrow comes in that moment, it's I'm I'm open and I'm scared and I'm here. All of this to say, when we start making promises about the future, we severely tighten the corset on life. Because what could be around the corner for you too and for them could be better than where you're at now. I'm not saying a better relationship. I'm not saying a better anything specifically. And we don't know what this life is holding for us. We don't. And it's terrifying to let go of that grasp on plans and structure. There's something, I always talk about this, about the masculine being structure, time, space. And and yeah, so saying let's meet at 5 p.m. and do da-da-da-da-da, that's a masculine practice. And it's also a masculine practice to be in the feminine and say, what time do you want to meet? Okay, five, all right, that sounds great, I'll be there. And not to ask other questions and just go with the flow. Even though you're in your feminine of going with the flow, it takes a capacity of your own masculine to hold that surrender so to be so deeply in your feminine where you are asked by a lover hey you want to come upstate and be with me for the next bit of time and him not give you an exact end date of that and you just say sure it sounds great you in, even in that state of the feminine, are also summoning a massive amount of masculine to hold that unknowing. How does that land with you in your body? I'm, I'm uh, trying to make this as clear as possible. So please feel free to email me or reach out on Instagram if this, is, if this is losing you at all. What I'm saying here is that the masculine within you is the part that says, I trust myself so deeply to get myself out of any mess or to pick myself back up. I know I can do that and I know I've got me. So because I have such a deep knowing that I have got me, I can say yes without further diving deep into the specifics. It's the, the most disempowered, maybe even wounded feminine to go, either. There's two ways that a disempowered feminine energy can go of, I can't make any plans. Will you make all the plans? Because I really can't make plans. Plans are too hard for me. That And that being legit, that is a pretty disempowered stance of truly not being able to make any plans at all and being disempowered to make them and not having yourself. And then another disempowered stance for a wounded feminine energy is, I've got to make all the plans. I can't trust anybody. I have to know exactly what time we are meeting and what time it is ending. That's coming from a place of of lacking trust, both in yourself and in the big plan. You're lacking trust that you've got you on a moment-to-moment basis, so you have to plan in advance every step of the way. And on the other side, you're lacking trust in the divine and God, That God has got you, no matter what. And that you're going to be fine. Because you are going to be fine. You always are. So here's, with all the change that is coming about, with quarantine ending, all the riots, people losing their jobs, all of this uncertainty, my invitation to you is to summon the part of you, bring in the part of you that can say, ah, it's fine to let go. So one, letting go, and two, surrounding yourself around people who can also have the capacity to meet you there. Whether that is in a polarity sense, where you can go deep into your surrender and they go deep into the leading, or they're just on the same wavelength of you, if they also have this unique balance of letting go. Their feminine, bringing in their feminine, surrendering, and also being in a stance of leadership. So you're all moving together in the same place, and you're feeding off of each other's trust in a bigger picture. I it's very important to me to surround myself with people who are on the ground at the same time that are they they are ethereal and lifted into into the spiritual realm, but they're also here on earth, very grounded. When it comes from my friends, the the lover I have, the people I bring onto the podcast, there needs to be this essential quality of being here on Earth, while also being spiritual and lifted up and and touching base with these higher realms. Again, feminine, masculine. Masculine means the feet are planted here on Earth. You're living here on Earth. You're alchemizing your life in a way that others can actually relate with. It's very hard for me to relate to spiritual teachers that act as if they have surpassed this worldly planet. To me, a true leader is someone who is definitely here rooted on the ground planet Earth and alchemizing their very spiritual messages and teachings in a way people can understand. There's no self-righteousness in that and, and speaking in a way that others can truly get. And hear and understand and relate to when people are speaking in such a way that is so high and up in the clouds that others can't relate to they're coming from a place I think of ego because look at me look at me in this flowerly language I have that no one can relate to because no one is on my level but that's because I'm such a high leader such a big powerful leader that well if you don't understand my language it's because you're not there yet I think all of that's from ego. And so therefore, I do not learn from teachers who speak in such a way. I have in my body a system, (laughs) a very visceral experience when someone is teaching from a place of holier than thou, bigger than everyone else, unrelatable, my body closes and I close the tab. I'm like, "Mm -mm, not interested. But if someone is really on planet Earth and speaking about big topics and subject matters that are also spiritual but talking about it in a way that's real and relatable and it's about their own life and they can use their own life and their own flaws and pitfalls as examples ah my soul just yes your your family your soul family so some people for me that that I've really looked to I've already mentioned Kendra Kunov quite a bit on this podcast but she's a wonderful example in all ways of being very spiritual but also relatable and down to earth and she admits where she struggles all the time in her inner world another person is maria stark she is also one of my teachers and she's a very very ethereal and very artistic but again super grounded on planet earth she just walks her talk she doesn't talk about her talk she walks it Let's see, who is a male that I see in this light? I would say right now in this moment who's coming to me is Krishna Das. He is a musician. Uh, yeah, he's incredible and you know he does these live videos just from his living room and his beautiful voice is so rich and every time I listen to him his messages just alchemize my body. Um, and then also I turned to a lot of artists. Artists really, they are my teachers. Like Maria is an artist for sure. She's a musician. And then Kristen Das is a musician. And I recently, I've, I've fallen in love with Masterclass, this wonderful online resource for courses around singing and writing and storytelling. And I just did Neil Gaiman's storytelling masterclass. And wow, he is a teacher of mine. For sure. Not someone that I'm personally studying with, but after listening to that masterclass, I learned so much just about life from this beautiful soul. So I highly recommend go find artists who can tell stories and sing the truth of their heart and create these very visceral experiences in your body by alchemizing truth into music and bring it down to planet earth because i find they're some of the most fascinating and best teachers so all of all of this to say of, of allowing yourself to let go and be led while knowing you've always got yourself this is the divine union between the part of you that is consciousness and the part of you that is energy and when I came up here and I shared a little bit of this story on Instagram, I did get a lot of messages from people saying, wow, I admire your ability to just trust and go with that. And it's from doing it. It's ultimately from doing it. You just have to do it. And it's not going to like be this bright flashing light that's like, now is your chance. You have to create it. And you can create it from a small place of someone asking if you want to get dinner and saying, sure, that sounds great. Um, Where do you want to meet up? And then getting the name of something and then being like, that sounds awesome. Or like, oh, here's a great example, a date. You know, people on dates always say something like, want to go meet up at 8 p.m. and here we go. Let's go to this place. And you don't know if it's, is it just drinks or is it food? I would have that predicament all the time. And sometimes there is my masculine that is that says to me, Madeline, you need to know because you need to be fed before this date if you're not eating or if you're not get a if you're going to be eating there, you, you need to know so you don't eat. And that's OK. Sometimes I just need. But sometimes I'm in a space where I'm like, hmm, it's kind of whatever, you know, I might eat a little snack. I, I will eat a snack regardless of whether or not we go. And I know that. Sorry, let me finish that sentence. I'm trying to get better fully completing my sentences. So sometimes I'll say, "Mm, it doesn't really matter. I know that I'll eat a snack before we go regardless. And then sometimes I know that I can wait a whole day and then eat afterwards. That's fine too. So if I'm in a more flexible state, I'll use that as a playground where if I get invited to go out for a date, I'll just say, Sure. Sounds great. I'll meet you there at that time. Looking forward to it. And I know that no matter what, I can eat after if it's not food involved. And I can always eat a little tiny snack before that'll hold me over and not be too much to where if we do end up eating something I'll be too full and then I can always just monitor how much I eat on the date right right so it's just like this is a thing I, I believe for a lot of humans with disordered eating patterns or a history of eating disorders exercise addiction this is where a lot of the control comes in about wanting to know where are we going what are we eating are we eating are we drinking all the steps of the way and dates are a great playground for letting go of control so that when it comes to these bigger picture events such as where am i living you can put those skills from those little tiny things into play i've also mentioned before that i have pleasure days where I, the, the day is completely just white space on my calendar and i let god lead me every step of the way so i'll wake up and then i'll say what is where is god leading me for my morning routine do i feel like a pleasure practice do i feel like doing some kundalini yoga or some yoga. What do, where is God leading me for breakfast? And then I'll like sometimes eat berries on the cool kitchen floor in a very seductive way just with myself. And then I'll look at the berry juice on my fingers and admire it and how sexy it looks. And then I'll lick my fingers. Like it's just me being fully in pleasure. And berries, to me, get me into that space very easily. Something about berries, squishing them, eating them around my tongue, like, oh, it's just all so good. And then I'll ask, "Where where is God? Where is pleasure leading me after breakfast? Is it to write my morning pages? Is it to take a shower, to take a walk, to listen to an audio book, to read a book? And my whole day goes like that, down from what show do I watch to what movement do I do, to do I get back to text messages today? Am I in a super chatty mood? That's another way to train your ability to just release and go with the flow. Um, Those are two really wonderful ways to get started. And then if you feel like you're at that place where you've got you no matter what, you begin to apply these to these big picture events like moving or trips, vacation, and then also entering relationship it's very similar. So yes, I came here and I moved here with one suitcase and I didn't pack a lot of the things that I wish I had packed because I thought I'd be here for a couple of weeks and it just didn't end up that way. And I never questioned it. I just kept going with the flow. I was like, well, I'm still here today. So that's great. Well, I'm still here today. So that's great. Still don't need a home, still don't need an apartment or a lease, and I don't think I'll need one for a long time because I hate any kind of contracts, and I really need to own that truth because I keep trying to get out of every single contract that I ever sign. <clears throat> yeah, that's something I do. If I had a, a recording of every phone call I've had of trying to get out of a contract, I would probably be able to make a year supply of podcast episodes um anyways it's the same thing with relationship I'm here today I'm here today well I'm here today still great and taking it one day at a time and I'm not saying that if one day you wake up and things are hard it's like time to get on out I'm saying that if you wake up one day and things are hard you just meet yourself at that space wow today today things are hard And not necessarily make that mean something, because we're moving away from attaching a story and a meaning to every feeling. And instead, we're just saying, oh, I feel like today it's hard to live in an airstream. Or if we're looking at relationship, oh, today it's hard to be in a relationship. And then feel that anger, pain, sadness, grief, frustration... And then do what you need to do with it, whether that means calling your coach, your therapist, your teacher, and talking it out. Or that means you need to throw a full-body temper tantrum for 90 seconds in your living room and play Rage Against the Machine. Or it means you need to have a conversation with your partner. Me and uh, Mike did this just yesterday where he got really quiet for the day. And all he needed to tell me for me to be able to meet him in that space was he said hey I'm feeling really really withdrawn today so if I'm texting you less or I'm quiet it's because I've got a lot going on in my mind and I'm just feeling really withdrawn and we leave it at that like here's your feeling that's great and then I asked him immediately thanks for sharing with me that helps me so much just to know why you're quiet and um, do you want me to just leave it at that or do you want me to to um, say something about that to tell you how how smart I think you are and how beautiful you are to me like will it help for me to just hold space here or will it helpful me help be helpful for me to do something and he said just to hold space and I said okay great and that is what we do every single day we just communicate here's where I'm at here's what I feel and that's that and if you things looking at in your own life if you start to get really afraid when that happens when you go inside and don't feel very communicative or your partner goes inside and is not communicating with you and you notice that you want to cling to finality okay you're getting quiet will you please tell me that you'll be here forever though or the opposite maybe you're getting quiet maybe we should just leave it, break up, we're done. Notice how you may want to cling to something in those times. A promise, an action. It's your body and your nervous system trying to take charge, take control. Okay, if I can just get a promise, or if I give a promise, then I have control. It's not real control, though. It's just false. And the sooner you start to understand that these promises are more damaging to you than helpful, and that they're actually distracting you from the real truth of your heart, the feeling, the sooner you can put away that as a tool, and you can simply be with what is without the meaning, doesn't mean that uh, getting married is not a promise. It is a promise, and it's a sacred promise. I fully, fully, fully uh, love those promises. And I'm not telling you not to own those promises, but there's also a way that you own the promise of marriage while fully knowing that at any moment, your story, your destiny, your dharma will throw you a curveball, because we are not, we are in control of, um, let's see, what are we in control of? We're in control of what we do with what we are given we are, ooh, let me read Gandalf's quote. Gandalf gives us a perfect example of this. He says, oh, Frodo says, I wish it need not happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. So we decide what our actions are and what we do, but we do not get to know what our dharma is and what what that means is what's coming in the future, what's coming in the world. We have free will to respond to things, meaning staying, leaving, talking, opening the heart, closing the heart. Those are within our control, but there are certainly things that happen to us. And it's, I don't believe it's always that we chose it. Maybe our souls unconsciously, like, ch- ch- I, I do think that when we are spirits, our souls choose the family that we're going to be born into. We, we choose our own names because our names mean a lot about the lesson we need to learn in this lifetime. But once we enter this body and we are reincarnated and we're walking and talking and living and breathing, we don't have control over our parents splitting we don't get to create that reality we, we are not creating reality every step of the way I do not believe that we are not creating our husband cheating on us or someone having a change of heart you know I've, I've had clients who have had partners tell them that they are actually gay and I don't believe that that, that woman who entered a marriage with that man asked for that. But that is what happened. And from there, in that day, that day you find out that news, you got to feel that. You got to be with that. And you don't then cling to those promises of being together forever. Maybe you do. Maybe not, though. Maybe from that space, you say, this hurts like hell. And I, I've i got me. You know, you might not always feel like you've got you, but ultimately you do have you. And then trust is summoned. Trust knowing that there is a bigger plan behind all of this that is taking you elsewhere and that following that plan and being afraid as you do it is always so much better and richer of a life for you than being in a situation that doesn't serve you just so you can meet a promise. I've had, uh, this past year for everyone has been wild, but, and, Uh, My parents have split this year. Um, I've talked about this one time on the podcast. Uh, I haven't talked to my mom since November. And all of my child wounds have come up. I have written her a letter that I never thought I would write. And uh, um, at the same time, my creativity has come up. A lot of my creative spirit that was shut down as a child is like bursting forward. I'm writing fiction again. I'm watching Lord of the Rings like every other day. Not really, but in my mind I am. Um, Like, I am studying goddesses more and meditating with them and going back into the Bible. It's just really interesting, all these things that have started happening since my parents split and I haven't talked to my mom. And um, it'll be a year before we know it. Um, And all this to say, I've watched my parents go through... Um, really a deep hardship together, to stay together, together for the marriage. And there is an energy of martyrdom that can come up whenever we are in a situation that is not healthy for us for the sake of meeting that promise. Maybe you have a partner that consistently asks you to make promises that you'll be together forever and you've said yes. And so even if your heart is no longer in the relationship and you've done the work and you're showing up as much as you can, it's at a, at a certain point, it becomes martyrdom when you stay in this relationship and it's not good for them because it's not potentially real love. And so you're both hurting, but you'd rather stay in the partnership that is full of hurt and pain in a disconnected way to meet that promise and be quote safe then go through the pain of the breakup and be alone the the difference is the first one is forever unless you you move through it and you go to therapy and you do that deep work and then you come together but let's pretend for the sake of this example that that's not the case and that you're not together for love and the love has died and you're not gonna both recreate it and you're just together to meet that promise that you said for each other Let's pretend for the sake of this example, that's the one that's going to happen. That's not truth. That's not authentic. And that is martyrdom. It's making the label of together forever more important than your heart's truth. And that kind of pain is more like closed hearted pain. It's resentment that's built up and it's fear and it's disempowerment. It's like the energy of crossing your arms and turning your back and saying, I hate being here, but I'm fucking here because I made a promise for the rest of your life like that is pain but it's close-hearted pain and it's not fully alive whereas there's the pain of heartbreak where you end the relationship and you go deep into the real truthful pain the pain of this is over I'm hurting this is ending this is grief this fucking sucks and now I'm alone and I live alone what's happening I'm moving out oh my god like that's all very real fully alive pain and it's truthful pain and it's open-hearted pain and it's the kind of pain that breaks you open so much so that you actually feel love within it and that's the kind of pain that I live for the truthful pain And that kind of pain can be created in a relationship where you both come forward and say that you're in pain from these promises and from these lies and from the codependency that is suffering, making both of you suffer. Because that's what that is, is codependency, is saying you'll be with me together forever. Tell me you'll be with me together forever and you'll never leave me. That is codependency and it's really scary for both of you because it's coming from a lack of trust, a lack of trust in the other person for being with you, a lack of trust in your own worthiness and your own self. You don't trust that you'll have you no matter what. You don't trust in the divine to have you and that if you were to be left by this person or if y'all were to break up, it wouldn't be in your highest good. There is a huge lack of trust that that won't be in your highest good but of course it will be because a love that's truly meant for you and authentic will not need to come with white knuckled promises to please stay doesn't mean there's not fear I have little like waves of fear all the time it's like after I do pleasure practices almost every single time y'all Ollie comes up, my little papillon dog, and jumps on my lap and I have about a three minute horrendous cry fest because I love him so much and I am so so afraid of him dying ever. I don't want it to happen. I feel the heartbreak of it happening every single freaking day. I love him so much Um, Everyone here in this community probably thinks I'm a helicopter mom because he's always on his leash no matter what. And if he disappears out of my eyesight for one second, I go and grab him and bring him back. I'm obsessed with this dog. And my obsession and my love for him causes heartbreak. So that's the kind of heartbreak I'm a fuck yes to is loving something so deeply that the idea of loss and the knowing of loss because it's a promise. It's the one thing we have promised in this lifetime is death. In endings, every freaking beginning comes with the promise of an ending. And I let that truth sink in and break me open and cause massive amounts of grief. And I actually find some pleasure in that grief because it brings me closer to feeling fully alive. And I would rather feel fully alive in my heartbreak and my love than feel dead myself from a lack of feeling, from attachment to codependency and promises of forever, I would rather trust in the divine to always have me no matter what than take the second best, which is a humanly promise of forever. I'd rather know that the divine has me no matter what forever, the fullest truth, the fullest promise that I will always be okay. You will always be okay. Then I would want to cling on to something that is man-made and I it doesn't mean I don't receive these promises and I'm not telling you not to receive promises if someone says they'll love you forever like receive that I have some I have people in my life that I know love me forever and, and I don't think twice about it I don't I don't spend time going back and forth did they mean it did they not did they mean it did they not it's because I know I've got me no matter what that I can I can love that because I'm like, that's so great. Thank you. I love you forever too. And I also know because I'm a realist to some degree that like things happen. I've had so many friends in my life that ended up not being friends and it, it is heartbreaking and it's sad, but it's also truth. And that's something that I admire is, is just also knowing like there's a part of you that can be a dreamer and can be a romantic, and then there's also part of you that can be grounded to planet earth. There's the feet on the ground, and there's the head in the sky, and allowing them both to exist at once, to allow yourself to dream and to make plans, and also know at the same time, life does happen, life could take a turn, and it's all okay, and it's all perfect. At the end of the day, my invitation to you is to be here in this moment, right now. What do you have now? What's true now? Where are you at? What are you feeling now? The Aramaic definition of death is being elsewhere. So every time you go deeply into the future and you cling to something that hasn't yet happened or you go into the past, something that's already been here, done that, you're dying. And every time you come back to the present moment, you are resurrecting. You are coming back. You are being reborn. <sighs> All of that said... I've been getting a lot of questions from everyone for pleasure practices, more pleasure practices, more embodiment, more insight into relationships and love, and this is why I created my group programming, The Sisu Society. This is where all of that is living at and it's only 19 a month, y'all. No commitments. So if you want to be doing embodiment practices and you want to be going deeper into relationship and you're feminine and masculine, you want to have you time, where you are led twice a month through some sort of embodiment in a group of other exceptional Sisuites, Come into the CSU Society. It's like the deeper dive of the podcast, but not one-on-one coaching. And it's not my Feminine Spirit School, which is a much deeper dive. It's an, The Feminine Spirit School is my eight-week course. And it's self-paced, so you can go in, you can jump deep, and you can do a ton of different work uh, at the pace you desire. And then that's not group coaching, even though there is a Facebook group. But then the Sisu Society is my ongoing monthly group coaching program, only 19 a month you get the Facebook community and then you get two group calls per month which is awesome and they're live and they're also recorded so you can watch them whenever Um, we had one last week where there was a live embodiment practice you can get that embodiment practice and go deep into your feminine archetypes and feminine sides and it's a great place for sharing where you're at what are you going through during the the quarantine and what are you experiencing in your grief and being held and being seen and just sharing? That is the dream for this community is being a place of sharing, deep sharing and coming togetherness and learning and being bodied in a way that is fully committed to love no matter what. Join us there at Mattymoon.com forward slash sisu-society. And we'll welcome you into the Facebook group and into the calls with open arms. Mm, That's all I have today. I hope you enjoyed this episode about releasing uh, codependency and being in that truthful feminine flow, the real definition of feminine flow, because you have your own masculine capacity to hold the fear that comes with it looking forward to another episode next week of the mind body musings podcast let us know your thoughts on this by going to instagram and commenting on the little marketing video or photo that i post for this episode and please leave a five-star review on the podcast on itunes if you come back to this podcast time and time again that's like the itunes currency and it lets itunes know that hey this is a good show let's let's let it be seen a little bit more here and there on the news and noteworthy section. And if you have any questions to follow up with, please let me know on Instagram. I'll see you next week for another episode.